to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 226. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What's up, guys? You got Philip Dassing. What's going on? Lee Tark. Yo. And newcomer, David Dull. Good evening. Good evening, David. <laughs> this is your, your first time on the podcast. Uh, so, I believe so. Yeah, this is, and they say you never forget your first time, so we're going to make this memorable. Fantastic. Um, that's and what it, I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so you you came to us by way of Phil. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys go like way back. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know, back in elementary. Microphone. School. Microphone. Oh, microphone. Yeah. yeah. Back in elementary school, Philip and I used to. Now I used to kick it. No. Um. Actually, uh, we just connected online. Uh, I guess about a week ago. But I did find out that we had run across each other when we, we uh, met with Marilyn Mosby at the Baltimore City uh, Libertarian mm-hmm. uh, monthly meeting. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, I know that guy. So, yeah, it's, it's funny how you meet people and then you, and then you meet people. So, right. so you're active in the local Baltimore LP? Yes, I'm the vice chair of the Anne Arundel County Libertarian Subcommittee. Um, and I'm also on the exec board for the Libertarian Party of Maryland. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, how long have you been involved with the party for? Uh, well, shoot, I started 2011. I got involved in the Ron Paul campaign. I spent four years trying to change, change it from the inside, which was uh, a horrible idea. Don't ever do that. Um, and then 2016, I saw two things. I saw uh, the, the masses go for Trump, which scared the crap out of me. Uh, and then I also saw within the party apparatus. Uh, I mean, but really though, I got to stop you there. Oh, I was just is, is, say, is, is, is Trump really that much scarier than Hillary Clinton? No, Trump is much scarier than all the other candidates. Uh, at least you could see the consistency with the establishment, where you know, okay, yeah, they're bad guys, but like, you know, they have an agenda and they kind of stick to it. This was like, I mean, th- this guy is off the chain. Like, you have no idea where he's going to go from one day to the next. Yeah, he's not predictable. He's, yeah. he's definitely not principled. Yeah. You know, and the potty mouth, you know, it's, it's got to go. Yeah, like, well, it's I one mean, thing for us, you know, but we're, we're us the, peons. Well, but. dude, the potty mouth has at least like been entertaining. It's, it's. I feel like now the yeah, office like of the president is finally receiving the amount of spec respect that it deserves. Ah, uh, yeah. If only that were true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm in. I'm in Maryland, so I, I. I mean, it's a democratic state. I'm seeing a lot of hate on the president, and it's like right. I enjoy that. It's like the president should be hated. You know, we're coming off of like eight years of uh, constantly filleting the president in, in this neck of the woods. Well, uh, you look at the complete reversal with our governor. He's a Republican, right? And a Democrat state. And yet everybody seems to love Hogan. I mean, he's a nice guy. I've met him in person. He's, he's personable. He treats you with respect. He, wa- he works with people across the aisle. He's not necessarily like the best thing. That, you know, he's not a libertarian by any means, stretch of the means. He's a moderate Republican. I don't know what, what you, where you would put him i call him an asshole you know i call him an asshole he put the the red flag laws into play yeah that's true so you know well the the congress did i mean the 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 legislature did and then he signed it he didn't he signed it he he allowed it to happen you know he he signed it you know he gave it his stamp of approval 
It's true. Um, you know, and you know that's uh, confiscating dr- uh, guns without due process. It's true. And yep. then uh, it, it's actually resulted in, uh, I believe, at, at least uh, one or two deaths. At I least believe. one death yeah. was, was uh, two miles from my house. And unfortunately, I had a Facebook ban at the time for 30 days, so I wasn't able to uh, complain about it online. Uh, but yeah, it was right around the corner from my house, the first death for uh, attempted to confiscate firearms since, what, 1775? Dude, Facebook jail homie, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. You, you three must, times. You must be good peeps, dude. Yeah. Three times. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I'm trying to what cut you, cut back. You know. How many have you been banned for? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't count anymore. <laughs> I would I would I don't know. Who knows? Like I, I have a, an alternative account because I get thrown in Facebook jail so much. So, but uh, yeah, that's 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 a thing. You know, Facebook jail. And yep. then <laughs> I think Trump would work across the aisle if like the Trump derangement syndrome wasn't so strong. I think out of anybody, he wouldn't. Whatever like weird thing he's wants to do that week that's not predictable or might be offensive like i think if someone was on board with him he'd be like all right cool come on and like you know what sucks it's like uh it's it's i I feel like so many people are so hard on trump whereas like anytime anytime you're not hard on trump people are like oh my omg you're a trumper and it's like no i didn't vote for the guy i will not vote for him in 2020 but at the same time, you know, you've got people saying, well, everybody who voted for Trump is a racist. It's like, no, motherfucker. You know, I know, like, black people. I know, like, different minorities that have voted for Trump. You know, I know, like, lifelong Democrats that have voted for Trump. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just kind of like, I, th- I think people were just, like, sick of business as usual, right? And Hillary Clinton was uh, just the epitome of business as usual. And they were just so sick of it to the point where it's like they would elect like a reality TV star, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, you might have seen, uh, I think Reason TV came out with a, a short segment on like, don't make me support Trump or don't make me defend Trump. And it's like these, well, yeah, that, these people like saying, oh my God, he's so horrible. It's like, well, he didn't actually say that. Like, oh my God, you're a Trump supporter. It's like, no, I'm just like being an adult and no, having I a mean, rational conversation yeah. about the man. Well, I mean, you know, but yeah, by yeah. my estimation, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was speaking like she wanted to go with, to war with Russia right away. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also, um, everybody. Even though she sold them uranium. And then uh, also, you know, North Korea as well. And then it, it seemed like the Democrats were, were hating on him for you know, some sort of diplomacy instead of war, you right. know, uh, with, with North Korea. And then, you know, uh, there was the whole like Iran thing, like any other president, I, I couldn't imagine them not bombing Iran after them um, shooting down our, our drone. I don't even like to say our drone. Cause it's like, you know, I didn't want that. I didn't sign off on that. I didn't sign off on that drone. Like, like Hogan <laughs> signed off on the uh, red flag laws, you know, Hashtag not my drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's like when that drone was shot down, right. It, I was thinking, Oh, shit. by our Marines. I'm sorry. The drone was shot down by our Marines. Apparently. So our right. drone was shot down by us. You're saying that's what Iran's saying. Uh, I believe that's a story that's coming out on the on the back channels is that like there were Marines on the ship and they thought that like we they were being attacked so they shot the drone down. Well, I, you know, <laughs> honestly, dude, the, the way the war machine works and the way like you know uh, there are people that gain so much off of uh, war, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it was shot down by somebody on our side. What? You know, yeah. um, CIA. But, yeah, I, I mean, before, right? I, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. all Insurgent. sorts of crazy shits happened, yeah, you know? Well, like, I mean, okay, Pat Tillman, he was he played for the Arizona Cardinals back uh like the turn around the 20, like 2000 or whatever. And he joined the military, left his football career and he's like the total boomer, you know, 
MAGA, you know, hero in their eyes, but they don't, and he died, uh, you know, serving his country or whatever, but they don't tell you that it, he was killed by his own troops. Friendly fire. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah don't, they, they tell you that, mentioned. but they don't tell you the fact that he was, while he was there, he realized how fucked up it was. Yeah. And was, was, you know, basically, um, Basically protesting it while he was in it, and then he just happened to get shot by his own people. Wow, suspicious Ooh. to say the least. <laughs> Conspiracy, so, but yeah, they hold him up as some like yeah ul- the ultimate sacrifice. When in reality, I mean, he did make the ultimate sacrifice, but it was basically to to try and stop the war. Yeah. You know, so, rather than like like so what, I, what, happen. what I don't get about Trump, like uh, you know, he appointed Jeff Sessions, who's this like outspoken drug warrior, right? And he's even he even said that he was going to crack down on marijuana multiple times, I believe. But it's uh, it just has to be that Trump has actually just held him back. I, I would think, you know, because it seems like if if he had his way, he would be in like every state that has it legalized and you know busting dispensaries. Yep. Well, so, not I know we're going to talk on uh, Bolton a little bit later, but uh, I was talking earlier about. Um, well, yeah, but our, that's that's another one. So it's so it's but, like with Bolton, you know, he's obviously a huge warmonger, right. but Trump's actually like held him at bay. So right. I don't get like why would he appoint these people and not let them do the horrible things that they say they're going to do? You know. Well, it's, it's an it's an interesting concept. Like if you think about it, like you you set up all these guys as like the bad cop, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna go in there and they say like you know you better be careful. Like we're gonna do all this horrible stuff to you. And then Trump goes and like ah you know like it's okay. <laughs> you know I'll play the good cop. And I'm like oh well, we, we we can work something out, right? So you scare the crap out of Iran, thinking like oh my god we're gonna get bombed. And then Trump comes in and says hey well you know um, maybe I can come over there and we can do some sort of sort of uh, Kim Jong you know Un style like you know conversation. We can is that the we can work on things. Yeah, the nine D chess. Or is that what we're up to by now? Nine D chess, underwater backgammon. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like and I think Trump's uh, you know greatest act of four D chess was probably selecting Mike Pence to be his VP. <laughs> yeah, I because, saw your post about this. Today. Yeah, yeah, you you would have to be just totally fucking insane to want to impeach Trump and bring an usher in President Pence. Well, Reagan did the same thing. He uh, you know, this he he beat the establishment in the in the Republican primary back in 80 and then so the establishment was like, "All right, well, you know, okay, great. You, you know, you can do your grassroots, you know, cut taxes and streamline uh, the budget whatever you want well he didn't but whatever yeah. all these grandiose things that he wanted to do, but but you're going to have uh, Bush as your VP. Yeah, Mr. CIA himself. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, these are the these. This is, this is another reason why I love the Republican Party. Like these are the deals that you have to make. Like okay, well, you know, all right. So you won the primary, or you know, oh, you you cute little grassroots guy. You know, now you have a, a spot, but like you're you're still gonna have to toe the line, or we're gonna primary you out next time. You know, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, but uh, you know, and then with with Trump too, th- there are things that I absolutely hate. You know, of course, he's just like every other president. He's still increasing military spending. You know, and then uh, yep. this wall stuff is just. Just, I think it's just fucking ridiculous, you know. The wall that's never going to get built. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. You know, I didn't think it was ever going to get built, but at the same time, I didn't think Donald Trump was ever going to be president. Well, didn't they say it just came out this week? This might have been something we forgot, but they approved like two billion, or whatever he can use from the military budget for the wall. The judge uh, approved that, which, hmm. I, but I still don't think it's going to get built. I think he just likes to say it, so all his people who are, you know. What are they, magatards, or I guess what they're calling, <laughs> like they can just be like, oh my god, he's gonna build the wall, root new, like hell yeah, and it's never gonna happen. It's just one of those things, like promises. I mean, every politician makes them, and they never really. Well, I mean, how through. how long would it take to construct something like that? I, I would say more than four years. Right. So he's got to somehow make it ironclad, where no one can come in after he's potentially gone, and then Ugh. rip it down. 
But I guess they can say, well, he so tried. Annoying. Yeah, I know. It's so annoying. So. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think you had cut off David <laughs> before we went down this rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. I think did he was I? saying something, but he probably doesn't remember at this point. Okay, Dave. So, okay. Now I want to go from here and I want to take this to. You want to talk about LP logistics. You want to mm-hmm. talk about. So, so you have this this plan for everybody to follow to to get the best course of. What do you What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, um, problem I see right now is this, somehow, despite the fact that we got three percent last year, which was you know three times as much as we got uh, uh, the election before. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we didn't have we haven't gotten one percent before that for I don't know how many decades since I think it was Anthony Brown. Um, so despite these, these recent successes, we really have a lack of uh, grassroots effort on the ground level. We don't have a lot of people showing up. I don't know if Johnson was really a success. You know, I, I feel like uh, you know, Trump was like so yeah. bad that you know, he, pro- he probably should have gotten higher. Yeah, we with that being we're not said, really sure whether With that being said, I, I supported Johnson. Right. Out of the, all the guys running, I felt like he was the best option. And I do like Johnson. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I, I think the, the worst part about uh, Johnson in uh, 2016 was his uh, pick of Bill Weld. For, for, for me. Oh least. my God! Well, I mean, uh, Bill I think, Weld. Oh, oh. It's terrible. But Bill Weld just released the uh, thing for his campaign, saying, "I'm Bill Weld. I'm Republican. I'm going to primary Trump." And he just goes off about like we need to protect the environment and we need to have a racist president. It was just, it was an, just awful. I just, I can't believe that they. It, thought it sounds like was, a stunning act of bravery yeah. to me, Phil. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> Continue. Yes, uh, much brave. Um. Yeah, poor Weld. Uh, bless his heart for trying. I guess. I mean, that, no, that's fuck gonna that be, dude. No, that's gonna be, no. I love it. I mean, let, let him let him run. Let him let him see what he can do. I mean, uh, you know, shake things up. But you know, he's not gonna win. There's no there's there's not a single person uh, on this planet that could that could possibly primary it's, out it's, Trump. It's at not this about point. winning. It's about delivering a message of stunning bravery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not about he, liberty. You need know, to be on the right uh, side of history. Uh, for, for Bill Weld, it's not about yeah. liberty. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to sell a book or something. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of money involved in running for president. Yeah. So, so uh, when when we look at uh, you know how we're gonna get liberty in our, in the United States and I don't know how many years or whatnot, we we like to talk about okay, well these are these are the we gotta we gotta work on our messaging right. We gotta get all these people to, to agree with us. So you know this is what we'll talk about, but we don't talk about uh, like how we're actually gonna implement. The process of, of getting our message out. Um, we do you know podcasts. We do uh, Facebook arguments. Uh, I've noticed that uh, after I don't know how many eight years of being involved in politics, most of the time when I'm arguing with somebody on Facebook, like they're already set in their lines. But the people who vote, who have no idea what's going on, like they're not paying attention to the Mueller report. They're not paying attention to uh, what's happening with uh, Trump and Iran. They're they're just uh, going about their their busy day. So we need to actually reach out to these people, and we're not going to do it on social media. We're not going to do it. Um, yeah, online at all. Like we, we need to start reaching out to these people. Um, the one thing that I've just been tasked with, I am now the uh, volunteer coordinator for the petitioning. Uh, you know, I think you guys were talking about it last uh, last week. We got to get ten thousand signatures uh, in Maryland to get back on the ballot. Uh, that's the minimum. That's uh, ten thousand valid signatures. Yeah, valid. So, so it means you probably get like what fifteen twenty. So the goal is to get fifteen thousand. Yeah. Right now, if we pay somebody to get get them we pay them like three dollars uh, a piece that's gonna be forty five thousand dollars right yeah. well, we don't have that in the bank the libertarian party of maryland does not have that yeah. in the bank that just, we can spend so we're gonna have to raise that money or 
we can go out there and we can knock on doors. We can stand out front of grocery stores and stuff like that and, uh, and get p- uh, petition signatures. Uh, what I plan on rolling out in Anne Arundel County is we have uh, 1,900 registered Libertarian voters. So I've got them all on Google Maps and we can start going door to door. We're saying, hey, can you sign the petition? By the way, here's some information about our local organization. Because, like, frankly, we get frustrated when, you know, li- uh, Libertarians or any, any organization or any, any movement, you know you, there's, you know, you have plenty of support out there. But people aren't actually showing up to your meetings. They're not actually getting engaged and yeah. getting involved. But we'd like to say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's their fault because they don't, they're not trying. You say, well, a lot of these people probably don't even know that we exist, right? Out of 1,900 libertarians in Anne Arundel County, I'm, I'm positive that at least 80 to 90% of them don't even know that there is an Anne Arundel County Libertarian Subcommittee. And that is not their fault. That is our fault for not reaching out to them and saying, hey, you guys need to come check us out. Mm-hmm. So um, in any... Any uh, organization or any cause, the first thing you do is you reach out to your base. So yeah. that's what I plan on doing in Anne Arundel County. We're going to reach out to those 1,900 Libertarian uh, voters. Say, hey, you know, you guys are one of us. Like, come on in. You know, ha- uh, meet meet other people. You know, you're going to develop friendships with with people that you know. You, I'm sure you're used to your mom and dad, your your brother and your sister, your friends at work. You know, telling you that you're crazy for your Libertarian beliefs. Well, you know, <laughs> come hang out at Libations on the on the second Monday of every month. You know, six eight six to eight p.m. and just um, you know eat dinner and have a few beers with uh, some other libertarians and listen to a guest speaker. Um, so that's my goal in Anne Arundel County. Hopefully, we're going to move that out um, more in Maryland. But uh, we have we have like more than fifteen. I think we have at least fifteen thousand registered libertarian voters in Maryland. So if we could just get two thirds of them to sign the petition just by reaching out to them individually, and it's, you know, what are the chances they're not going to sign the petition? Well, we'd have it in the bag. So that's my goal. That's what I'm talking about. Like when we talk about reaching out to the people, is we got to start knocking on doors. We got to start standing in front of grocery stores, wherever it is, libraries, uh, men's room at Arby's, men's room at Arby's, <laughs> or the women's room. You know, I mean, you can as long as you uh, identify as a woman, I guess. You know, yeah, wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, uh, Kylie Wagner, uh, <laughs> PRL uh, consultant out in the field, and uh, she does uh, women's rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Kyle Wagner. No, uh, Kylie Wagner. Right, right. Yeah, because <laughs> Kyle Wagner is one of us. W- when you one of us, like a dude, or <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I identify as a woman. So or a status. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Four guys and a, and a woman up on stage. No, uh, Kyle Wagner's a libertarian, a member of the Libertarian Party, of Maryland. Yeah. Not Kylie Wagner. Actually, I don't think Kyle is. Well, is well, he's still a part of the still party. A member. He's just, he's not just very. Act. He's not active. Yeah. He's he's disgruntled right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anything else on that topic? LP logistics, petitioning. Oh goodness. Um, well, uh, I'd like to talk about um, how we approach uh, individuals on the street. Well, there's uh, there's some people in the Libertarian Party. A couple of them are running for president, uh, who believe that we have to explain to these people uh, the 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 full. Uh, the you know the full length of libertarianism and how far we we want to take it. Oh, right. what, what to get signatures? No, 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 no. Uh, just libertarian the message, right? Uh, you're, uh, so you're you're going to door door to door like a fucking like Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I no. don't. I I feel like a meme is like less intrusive. Well, I mean, uh, after you reach out to your libertarians, then you're gonna have to go after the independent voters, yeah, and then you're gonna have to start explaining to people door to door, like or you know in front of the store or wherever you're wherever you're petitioning. Like or, you're talking about to get signatures? Not th- well. 
that's our that's our first and foremost goal. Like that is the most important well, yeah. thing that I mean, we have to do in Maryland right now is get fifteen thousand signatures. If well, we yeah, can't like, do that, we might as well pack up the show and go home and like move to Somalia. Well, for, for signatures, yeah. I think it's pretty easy. You just have right. to explain to people that hey, this is just so we can appear on the ballot. This isn't saying that you support us. This is just saying right. we, we can even compete. Right. But this is it giving went, you another choice. Well, outside of petitioning, when we're actually trying to get votes and we're trying to win elections and get people elected, then we need to start talking about libertarian philosophy and our, and our policies uh, and where we want politics to go in America, in Maryland, and in our uh, local jurisdictions. So when we talk about these things, like we, we have two approaches. We can either talk about, like, okay, well, this is where we want to be, right, the libertarians. And, of course, that you get online, you talk to three different libertarians, and they're going to start arguing with each other and who the, re the real libertarian is because mm -hmm. we all have a different idea, right? So somebody might say, might, somebody might be an anarchist. Somebody <laughs> saying like, well, we, we need no government. Somebody might be a minarchist. And they say, well, we, just, you know, we need to, to limit it to, let's say, uh, uh, emergency services, roads, and, and uh, K through 12 you know, at the local level. I mean, there's, there's all the <laughs> Faggots. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> sorry, I'm registered faggot. Um, so, um, but, but that's exactly, I think you just uh, hit my point on the nail, or the nail on the head. Um, if you said that to somebody on the street, they're never going to vote libertarian, right? Especially the squares, right? The, well, I mean, and if you, you know, wanted to win an election, well, you yeah, need to talk about which direction we're going to go. Well, yeah, like, not any, like anytime you're the, the anytime you're speaking, if, like if you know like basic sales, you know, you do want to change your message depending on like who you're speaking to, right? You know, like you don't want to talk to some like like hip kid, you know, like or you know, and be all like uh, correct and proper. You know, you, there are times where when you can use slang and when you can use uh, jokes, you know, and you know, gauging your audience is uh, you know a skill I think required to deliver a message. Yeah, I, I'd actually disagree with you on the um, on how you speak to individuals. Uh, there, there. I mean, this is why we have a problem with Trump, right? Because he talks at a third grade level. And it's really beneath us, and then and then he makes the the jives, and he just comes off as a as an a hole. Um, but uh, taking point, uh, Terry Hurst uh, helped his campaign in Norfolk, and he was running basically uh, a third of the of his district was the hood, if not uh, the projects, right? So he was talking about like, well, should I dress down? Should I look more blue collar? So I kind of like I look like one of the guys or whatever. I said, no, 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 like. Everybody already knows that you're blue collar. Everybody already knows that you're just a Joe Schmo of the street. That you're not some hotshot lawyer who's just uh, an establishment Democrat. You know that's just going to get the position regardless. Like you need to present yourself as if you are a blue collar person who takes the the uh, the candidacy seriously, and you're running, you know, on a platform that you don't just look right. Like and some you, guy and you don't want people to think that you know you don't take them as serious so you're dressing down for their appearance you know yeah, like I, I, get, I get what you're saying there like a keeping a bottle of hot sauce in your purse so you go to the kids and you're like hey what's up homie like hey I got this great idea we should like we should like legalize weed nah I mean like you talk like that and they're gonna they're gonna see right through you right but if you say look <laughs> hello fellow kids <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know anybody who talks we like that work. hey man let me tell you and, uh, <laughs> but you know if you say uh uh, if you, if Pokemon, you I mean, go I, to the I'm polls. doing it right now in the you know NAACP, and I, I say like, okay, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Cummings in a minute. But um, when I'm when I'm talking to individuals so about, yeah, oh. let's let's tell everybody. So you're you are actually involved in the local NAA, NAACP. Mm -hmm. Cool, yep, yeah. a member. So tell us about that. Uh, well, um, so you guys are big movie fans, obviously. Uh, there's one of the Star Trek movies. Uh, it's the one they go back in time and they and they save the hump. No, 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 no. It's uh, whatever. 
uh, Spock, he says, there's an old Vulcan proverb, proverb that only Nixon could go to China. And basically the me- mentality is like somebody who doesn't like a, another group of individuals, like that's the guy who has to go. That's the guy who has to cross over and say like, hey, uh, you know, let's be friends. So as a libertarian, I know that the NAACP is, uh, is mostly leftist. Uh, not, I wouldn't necessarily say progressive because there's a, a very strong uh, Christian conservative, not in the political sense, but more in a, just in a, in a personal sense, mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere. But at the same time, you know, they, they're, they're hand, walking hand in hand with, you know, um, pro-LGBT um, and uh, socialism, the uh, welfare for everyone, that you know, all that stuff. I, I see that being propagated in, within there. But at the same time, like we as libertarians, we talk about well, the system is 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 hurting the average American citizen, right? The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, not because of capitalism, but because of cronyism, right? So the greatest victims for that are the 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 poor, especially the ones in the hood, right here in Baltimore City, mm-hmm. or in the bad places in Anne Arundel County, right? And it's disproportionately hurting. Uh, the black community like we know that as libertarians so we have an agreement right both libertarians and uh black activists who are within the democrat party both believe that there is institutional racism we just disagree on how the institutional racism is being played out and what uh what's controlling uh what the root cause of it is what the root cause is yeah. So, um, I mean, just today, I've, uh, I mean, I've been going on for a few days now uh, with a few people from NAACP on, online, and I'm saying, you know, yes, you're absolutely right. There is institutional racism, and the two biggest things that I see a problem with is the drug war, which is racist, and uh, gun laws that prevent people from being able to carry in Baltimore City. And the gun laws, believe it or not, are Jim Crow laws. Right, and, right. you know, so when you say that, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can see, like, people start to talk to you. You know, right? They're not like, oh, well, you're just whitey and, you know, you just want guns for your, your redneck club or whatever. Like, no, I'm saying like, no, they're Jim Crow laws. Now, now I'm having dialogue. So, so it's not per se how, how you speak to people. It's what, what are you talking about? Are you talking about something that they care about? Are you definitely. sort of speaking their language? Not in like, you're not going in there with like a, you know, an Ebonics accent. Like speaking but, <laughs> speaking <laughs> jive? Yeah, you're not like, because that would be super condescending and fucked up. Exactly. But instead, you're just talking about issues that you know that they care about, which is... Like you said, institutional racism, the drug war, you know, uh, mass incarceration, yep. all the things that the black community is more so affected. We're all affected by them, but the the black community is is uh, disproportionately affected. Yep. I was I was considering setting up like a PRL tent at the synagogue, and if if you could just wear a yarmulke, I feel as though that would work out well. What? what? I was going to set up. A, dude, I was going to set, really, set up what? a tent at the second synagogue, dude. I got like that. for what, what? outreach. It's a stretch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Try well, again next time. You know, we were actually at the uh, the Gay Pride Festival in Baltimore City, over by the the Baltimore Zoo, yeah. uh, last month. Um, and I don't think I've ever had anybody stare at my ass as many times as I did that day for about six hours. It was. Um, did you get a little bit of wood? I'm sorry, man. No, I just didn't. Just like, a little bit. I just didn't yeah, feel like leaving the tent. All right. Have a job. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. It was kind of satisfying in a way because I really haven't got those kind of looks in a, in a while. So uh, <laughs> you're I, mean, I guess nobody wants to see me naked. But I went to the Gay Pride Festival and I felt like a lot of people wanted to see me naked. Um, but you know, we had a great, uh, great time. I had a little sign and had. Uh, uh, straight from the the LP platform, you know, just like where the LP stands on on individual rights and straight, huh? Yeah, <laughs> straight. No, it, it, you it, didn't, it didn't say that on your sign, <laughs> did it? What? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
just uh, you know lists of uh, of where we stand on. and you know people come by and they're they're reading it and they're like oh okay and we're just getting petition signs and trying to hand out a little bit of stuff out there and I was doing a little dance and <laughs> the, the sidewalk trying to get some attention throwing my little white butt around um, whether it worked I don't know uh, but yeah it was a great time so you know it was just reaching out to communities that libertarians might normally feel like oh well that's a lost cause like no that's your best that's your best cause yeah yeah I mean I, I think there are plenty of uh you know gay dudes who are fiscally conservative and there are also plenty of gay dudes who are libertarian so it's uh yeah i don't think it is a lost cause it's uh i I applaud your efforts well i've said this before like 2008 what candidate supported gay marriage was ron paul well yeah yeah i thought you're the main ones yeah yeah but he we don't get the credit for you know just it has to be the messaging well, I mean, getting credit for being pro-LGBT yeah. uh, equal rights since 1971 when the party was founded. I mean, you want to go even further back. But yeah. actually, uh, it's weird because we have to make the distinction, um, and it's hard to do because you can't do it in a, in a, in a ten-second soundbite. But we're not we're not pro-gay uh, marriage. We're pro getting the government out of marriage yeah, completely, yeah. Right. and anybody can marry anybody they want as long as they're consenting adults. Bingo! Thank you for saying that, so I didn't have to. You know, Ron yeah. Paul. You know, he's he's actually, uh, from my understanding, is pretty like religious dude. I, I might have worded you know? that wrong. Um, uh, um yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was all about like getting the government out of marriage. You know, just as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so speaking of Baltimore, uh, Baltimore was recently in the news uh, because Trump essentially called out uh, one of the uh, one of the representatives, uh, I believe District Seven, um, which covers uh, much of West Baltimore. Uh, his name is Elijah Cummings, and Trump, uh, in a tweet, basically said, um, "You know, what human being would want to live in West Baltimore? Uh, why are did he say something about why are all the?" Rat-infested places run by Democrats. Uh, yeah, he that. said. Uh, so the, his original his original tweet says, uh, "Rep uh, Elijah Cummings has been uh, a brutal bully, shouting and screaming at the great men and women of Border Patrol about conditions at the southern border. When actually, well, actually, his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the U.S. That's racist." Apparently so. That's racist. <laughs> and um, I think he went on a little bit further. Um, with with those tweets but essentially it's now it's being spun as as racist and how because he's well he did well he said what he said no human being would want to live there implying that the people that live there aren't human beings that's that's what people are saying well that's why there's 600,000 people living in baltimore instead of a million what's that it's it's human racist well, he's basically saying it's these speciesist. people aren't human beings. These people are some kind of like yeah. vermin that are living in West Baltimore. Right. But yeah. but here's the thing: is that there used to be a million people living in Baltimore City, and now there's six hundred thousand. So yeah. uh, maybe yeah. this, this is the problem: is like okay, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, Trump's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's he he uh, he he talks in code with his racist talk, you know, uh, from time to time. But on the other hand, like I, what? Don't, I don't even think he talks in I don't think he talks in code in, intentionally. I don't know. I, yeah, well, I mean, he talks like a three-year-old, so I don't know. But but regardless, like, the tweet, when you just read it word for word, it's like, what's racist about that? And, like, what's factually incorrect? That's that's what I'm having a no, discussion I mean, about that right now on, you know, online. Like, yeah, like there's I, nothing that he said that's incorrect about what's going on in Baltimore. It's, it's falling apart. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I believe that I live in Elijah Cummings' district, 
and then uh, some parts of Baltimore are falling yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was talking about this uh, with a friend last night, you know, so. and you know, so I, I believe that I live in his district, and you know, my friend's like, "Well, aren't you bad? He's saying that about our district." And I'm thinking to myself, "No, like two weeks ago, there were like uh, police helicopters flying like 20 feet above my house, you know, <laughs> searching for some motherfuckers that robbed a dollar store at the end of the street." Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a lot of uh, scuzzy shit going on. Yep. You know, dude, Baltimore. I mean, we, we've we discussed this ad nauseum about Baltimore, and I think there's a lot of people rushing to defend this because a they suffer because Donald Trump said it. If if someone else had said it, it wouldn't be as bad. But a lot of people like to romanticize and help, like be nostalgic about bad things that happen in this town. And you think about it, like people, even when they're in jail, they miss some things, aspects of jail, and they romanticize it a little bit in their head because they're in the middle of it. They're surrounded by it. And like, like, like of- man, the anal was sure great in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never been, Matt. Have you, have you experienced that? No, I'm just imagining because that's like the thing that prisons are most famous Why for. Why are you imagining? Yeah, that's what rape, anal rape. Dude, that's what he fantasizes weird. about. All right, anyway. But back. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so. Damn, you threw me off, man. All right, so uh, but like, but we talked about this uh, so much. I mean, we all have stories of crime we've seen, and it literally, like this week, um, a Baltimore City employee who was a Muslim, he was wearing a uh, tag, a I think is what you call it, on his head, and three people came up behind him. Three young people came up behind him and like smacked it off his head, and then jumped him, and then stomped it on his head till he was pretty much unconscious, and stole his car. And this was literally days ago. And then in the new, same news story, they talk about how, well, this is on the, on, the, in the, on the heels of these other three crimes where a woman was carjacked with her five-week-old son, uh, baby in the car. And then um, someone got, another place, like right down the street, got car, a person got carjacked and they stole their dog. Yeah. And, they, it's like, and this is in the same news article, in the, in the same spot in right. Baltimore. It, or three to 400 murders every year. Right. I mean, the gun violence is out of control i mean violence in general is out of control Bingo. it's like it, it's ridiculous to think that what anything that donald trump's saying is racist no it's the truth and yeah there's aspects of you everyone likes to find a silver lining and nah, you know I mean, places well, that you're stuck well, in not everything that donald trump's saying is the is the truth i'm saying about this subject in particular he said he was like elijah cummings has bled the city dry and i mean like <laughs> he has i mean he's just a career poli- how many years has he been in office I don't know. I mean, de- uh, I would at least say decades <laughs> at this point. And it's, he's done nothing, nothing. Baltimore hasn't in really improved its conditions in everything. Like, dude, like they well, lie the, on the FBI statistics so they not to get ranked yeah. lower. And, I mean, literally, Orkin ranks it, I think, 2018. Orkin ranked Baltimore the ninth worst city in America when it comes to rats, rat infestations. I mean, like, there's things that are just out there that we see and we talk about. And you'll complain about it on your local neighborhood app. But then as soon as Donald Trump says something, everyone freaks out. Like, that's not true. Baltimore's a great city. And everyone's posting their, oh, Baltimore's a great city thing on, on my Facebook timeline. And, like, I keep seeing post after post about it. And it's like, yeah. it's not a personal in a sense. It's just like this guy, Elijah Cummings, he's saying how horrible of a job I'm doing. But w- look at your job you're doing. You're not doing anything to improve your situation, right. your people that you're supposed to represent. What? So fuck you. Don't talk to me like that. And. You know, we we trash Donald Trump regularly on this show. None of us here voted for Donald Trump or support Donald Trump. It's it's just about like what he said was pretty much factually accurate in my opinion. And so whatever, Elijah Cummings is a is a career politician, and in the state of Maryland, I guarantee you he's probably 
doing a lot of illegal and immoral things in, uh, in power, I, I would assume. I mean, everyone else around town. Like, think about look, think about what's going on. The past three mayors have been under so much scandal. It's crazy. Like, it's not a great place to be. Like, you drive down just Martin Luther King Boulevard, the, the amount of heroin addicts that are out there begging for money, the squeegee kids that are coming to your car and, like, they're harassing people and the people that come in on the dirt bikes. What's, the, what's that group called? They always ride the dirt bikes to the city. The Hells Angels? No, no. <laughs> the 12 O'Clock Boys. Yeah, 12 O'Clock Boys. I mean, there's documentaries on, uh, about this show on Netflix you can watch right now about, about the, the way Baltimore is. And it's, yeah, like, we can find some great things about Baltimore. But same time, though, would, I mean, would any one of these people who are criticizing, criticizing Trump for saying this about Baltimore feel comfortable walking down the street on, unprotected by themselves late at night? Exactly. It's like they would. Or how many of those who are, who are praising and saying, oh, Baltimore's a wonderful place. They, they, they live in like Fed Hill or Canton. They live in nice neighborhoods, you know, near the Inner Harbor or they live right. uh, That's what my know, point east, was. on the east side. They don't live in West yeah. Baltimore. They don't yeah. live in the hood. They don't live, you know, where you know, there are all these systemic problems. Right. I mean... Uh, we, when we when we had uh, Marilyn Mosby at the Baltimore City uh, Libertarian right. uh, meeting, and she's talking about like, look, this sucks. Like, you don't live in West Baltimore, you don't know how bad it is. And I'm sitting there like cheering her on, like, yeah, let's get rid of this drug war. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's get these guys out of prison. Like, but you know, so on one hand, you got you got Marilyn Mosby saying like, hey, our city is falling apart because of the drug war. And on the other hand, you got Elijah coming and say, oh no, I live in a great city. You know, Baltimore is wonderful, and how dare you, Trump? Like, okay, well, one of you. Actually, is is boots on the ground dealing with right, with yeah. the crime that is happening? Give her that credit. That's yeah. literally her job right. as state's attorney is to deal with this stuff. And then you have another guy who's in Washington for most of his day or most of his year, even though it's right down the street. He has no idea what's going on in his own district. It's like, right. dude, you have a complete disconnect from what's really going on, and that's disgusting. Right, and it's it, it's, it's it's still getting worse. I, I'm sure this country because everyone's like, well, he's constantly criticized people who. Uh, who are of color and who represent places of color and so connect the dots and they're all trying to make this like just this how many times can you call someone racist and just because that's all they have it's like but it's not working it's not working anymore and it it might actually be going against them it probably is i mean he's probably probably gonna get reelected. i'm not sure that but like the more and more i this kind of crap keeps happening and like this Mueller report that came out like it's nothing everything they're throwing at him is completely nothing and it's and I mean, what? Think about the the whole Russian investigation started with Donald Trump is a Russian agent, and he, you know, is Vladimir Putin's like secret boyfriend or whatever. Like that's where right. it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's well, he didn't want it. He didn't volunteer to testify. So that must mean he's guilty of something. Like that's now all they have. That's all they have in their hands. It's just like I don't like Donald Trump, but it's just like, come on, man. Why don't you attack him for the debt? Attack him for the wars? That what's going on in Yemen? Say something about that. Well, you know, the, the only proven collusion in the 2016 election was between the DNC and CNN. Right. Exactly. And, and we've yep. done nothing to either of those organizations. Yep. Because no one cares. But Trump and, was going to put yeah. Hillary in jail. Remember? Right. Yeah, I know. That's another thing too. I mean, well, who knows what will happen with this uh, Jeffrey Epstein shit. No, we forgot to put that shit on the board. Oh, my goodness. So uh, how, did, how did we forgot to put... Uh, so Jeffrey Epstein... Was last week. Yeah, we talked about that last no, week. No, but Jeffrey Epstein was just attacked in prison like two days yeah, ago. Yeah, that's uh, right. Attacked. Captain. Yeah, attacked. Suicided. <laughs> he, he was attacked or maybe he tried to kill himself. Who knows? Or someone tried to make him kill himself. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So oh, what, speaking of meme of the week, there's a picture of like Clinton doing his, uh, Bill Clinton doing his kind of like, I don't know, like... Uh, eye shifty. Uh, yeah, I think it was like ah uh, that you know that face you make when you find out Epstein wasn't killed. Yeah, he survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw the Mises caucus post that up, and I shared it into our group. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a classic. 
But yeah. So, well, like, so going back to this this thing about Donald Trump. And well, hold on, I want to take a second to plug the Patreon. So, it. if you guys go to patreon.com uh, forward slash Punk Rock Libertarians, uh, you can contribute a minimum of one dollar per month, and you'll gain access to our after hours program. Uh, yeah. So th- there's that. So we we have the the Patreon now, and we do the after hours program right after the podcast. So if you want to get into that, um, do it. Hit us up over at uh, Patreon. Yeah. Sweet. So okay, yeah, what, what, were, what were you saying, Phil? Well, okay. So you? going back to this uh, attack on the city employee, who now they're offering like the ATF and FBI are getting involved now. They they're offering a reward for anyone who you know can point out whoever did this. And well, like three th- kids, didn't it? it, it yeah, they I mean they must have been like teenagers, uh, you know, early twenties at, at the most. And dude, it's like what I mean. I'm not going to say like I don't believe in necessarily on a fundamental level the hate crime thing, but I can see how this is it, now. I think the Muslim, uh, some Muslim group in Baltimore is now offering as well like a thousand dollar reward for it, and they're saying it's a hate crime. But nowhere else is saying this is a hate crime. The main story they post, they just say a city employee was attacked. I I just I have to address the reversal here that if this was a bunch of white kids who did this to a Muslim man, this would be international news. Yeah. This would be all over CNN, all over Fox News, everywhere saying, oh, how dare you? And people would politicize it and take their sides. But now they're avoiding it because it's Baltimore and it was a bunch of young black kids who did it. And I, it's it's not I don't really like I said before, like I really don't really. There's there's no vice worthy story there. Phil. It, right. Exactly. There's no clickbaity thing you could add to that. And when he boils it down to because, you know, no outrage. Right. Yeah. There's going to be no outrage there. But okay. It's just, so. So, like, a lot, this just happened, and then Donald Trump says this, and no one's connecting those dots. This news story is going to get washed away in the mount, the massive pile of Baltimore violent stories, you know, that happen throughout the year. Every year, it's the same thing. Every year, the same story appears in the, like, I guarantee anyone who's from Baltimore, you know that it's, well, we've already broken the record for amount of, uh, amount of murders, you know, like sometime in December, November, we've already broken the totals from the year before of murders. Dude, I just saw something from, like, a um, murder from Wilmington, and it was like, you know, oh, we got to do something about these guns. Like, a bunch of people were sharing it, and I was like, oh, wait, victims. Like, because there's, there's murders all the time in that city that n- I never see or hear about. Of course. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, they, they look like us. So now I hear about Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely an element of that that goes yeah. on. Yeah. Like, people will be most, like, they'll talk more story about, like, rape stories than they would say, like, a man gets, like, murdered or, yeah. like, gets brutally beaten. And, it, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, that there's a difference between those type of things where no one's really going to care about. It's only going to take a maybe 15 seconds at the end of a news local news yep. broadcast for them to talk about as opposed to something that could be like headline news we'll look you know? at um the capital gazette uh shooting they mm-hmm. just had their like one or two year anniversary one year, yeah, one year, was, year anniversary yeah. on the one year anniversary there are dozens of articles in newspaper it's all over the news you're like oh well remember that one time that like three or four uh white people got killed yeah Okay, yeah, but 400 black people are being killed. Well, I don't know how many are, you know, other community are black, but in, in Baltimore City, like 400 people died last year. Like, where were, where were your dozens of articles about them? Oh, because you don't care about, you know, this poor black kid that, like, died in some gang violence. Because it was probably just a handgun, and it wasn't a mass shooting. And right. so they don't care about it. It happened yeah. to a bunch of people who no one's, no one's ever going to care about to think or say their name ever again, if they even mention it at all, if you even know about it. Like, it's just, you know what the narrative is, and I just, it's just, it's just so annoying to me. And I, I was really kind of like pissed off hearing about 
all these people just like Baltimore's a great city. I'm like, yeah, there's great elements to it, but there's also a huge underbelly that you talk about to me in person of how awful it is. That's why you. That's why you. Uh, you moved away to, to, to Denver and you're not here now and you, you have you still have your house in Hamden that you're letting people run, that you're running out to people like yeah, so I mean, shut up <laughs> like that's one of my friends who posts that I'm like you're so full of shit dude yeah was, like like if you drive around downtown you know you run into like city blocks where there's like 10 row houses right and then seven of them are boarded up yeah that's sad. and you know they're probably run down and there's probably you know water running through them and then leaking into the houses that are still there that people are trying to live in and you know it's it's a pretty depressing scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always love especially when Baltimore. it's it's square block it's block after block after block. Oh, it's yeah. it's yeah. not just like oh well, there's just one block. It's it's just square acres yeah. of mm-hmm. of that kind of uh yeah, it's it's depressing. Yeah, um, I, told, I told this story before but like going down like Wilkins Avenue right before the last election, um there was these whole townhomes completely boarded up on the one block and someone had put up a a big sign across like two or three of the entire this is how big this was in front of the row homes and it said vote democrat right because they've and done like, such oh a good God. job for the last 50 years right <laughs> right and like look around you like this whole block is, is like half emptied out because burned out homes and they put up on the burnt out vacant homes vote democrat hmm. yeah like, that's, that's where we have been yep <laughs> sorry Lee, i didn't mean to cut you off no it's good i was just saying like i've always loved playing baltimore as the kids are always fun and like come out to shows mad early at least when i've played but like, I'm not gonna say I wasn't a little bit nervous getting to the venues. You know what I mean? Like driving there, it definitely can be a couple times. Yeah. Uh, All right. So there's a news story that you wanted to talk about, Matt, and that was uh, Kanye West wants uh, Danny McBride to play him in his biopic. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I thought that was totally hilarious. Kanye's awesome. You know, because right now you've got. I don't know. I, th- I feel like you've got this uh, this fake news. Like people are so triggered because there's going to be a a Black Little Mermaid. Yeah, you know, which I, I think is fake news because I've seen more people complain about people being triggered than I have seen people yep. actually triggered. Right. Yep. And yeah. then, but uh, then for Kanye West to say that he wants a goofy white guy to play him for his biopic, <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I think it's pretty hilarious. I, I like I like Danny McBride. So yeah, <laughs> I, I you know I, I would want to go to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Kanye is very good at kind of pushing pushing people's buttons for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean he's a great, almost unintentional troll at times. I mean, he might legitimately want Danny McBride to play him because he loves Danny McBride. I mean, like who, he might not even wouldn't? be thinking like this is this would be weird. <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, I don't know. Why yeah. not, dude? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty fucking hilarious. All right, um, well, that, was a, that was a quick quick hitter there. Um, I had to Google Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy from Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down, uh, Pineapple Express. Many many funny pictures. Okay, so He's Phil, um, so the, the next one is uh, somebody from the Baltimore Police Department got attacked. That, that's who we were, that's who we were just he talking just talked about. about oh, that, okay, yeah, gotcha. he was this employee. Okay, cool. So are, are we all through the topics? Uh, I think. Wait, did we talk about Rand and Iran? No, and no, we didn't no, talk about no, that. no, we all didn't. Right, let's circle back. Yeah, circle back the wagons, Jerry Bear. Well, I think um, I think David was uh, was talking about that one. 
Is that um, you that well, I mean, I don't know a little bit about it. I know, uh, I think you guys were talking about it last week that, uh, yeah, I believe, uh, Rand and Trump were going to play golf and, uh, yeah. Rand was just like, Hey, why don't you make me like ambassador to Iran or some shit? Yeah. You know? And they were and, out with, um, yeah, to, to uh, like, uh, pr- prevent some war, you know, weren't I'm they assuming. also talking Lindsay shit Graham. on Lindsay Graham yeah. while they were out? <laughs> yeah. They're pretty much trashing <laughs> every time he go like to take a shot. Like they would just sit there and chuckle back him. Rand Paul and Donald Trump was like, God damn this guy. He always wants to go to war with everybody. Just making fun of him apparently. And so, yeah, he's agreed to be his uh, an emissary for to, like go in between between him and Iran. Oh, sorry, I just thought of something. Speaking of Rand, uh, he got in trouble for being the lone. Oh, I guess we did talk about this last week. No, he wasn't. But he was alone. He was, or I'm sorry, he was one of two people that did not vote for the uh, 9/11. Yeah, um, well, that, fund or whatever. Technically, no. Like all, all he asked uh, was for an amendment. Yeah. yeah, and then that like basically because they were asking for unanimous unanimous consent, and he yeah. asked, and so he wanted to make an amendment. So that's what threw the monkey in the wrench. Right. Uh, so it's not like he voted against it. He just uh, uh, he was just wanted to put an amendment in, and that's what it threw everything out. And it was him and Mike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't he end up voting no on the on the final uh, bill as well? I, I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think him and Mike Lee weren't the only two that voted. I I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I thought that's what I heard. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I had some liberal friends who were pretty triggered by that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my thought was... The thing was, if Rand was a prince, like, was consistent... I mean, I think he has principles, but I don't think he applies them consistently, so it's always well, weird. Well, he picks his battles. But, I mean, is this really a battle? To, to like... Is this really a battle you want to fight? Like, to... I think so. Out of all the things, out of all the things that that the government pays for, and, well, it's and not steals. like he filibustered for thirteen hours. You What's know, that? well, true. <laughs> and I'm not saying, he, like I said, like he does do some cool stuff. He does, you know, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like stuff like um, what is it? Uh, civil asset forfeiture. He's he will do filibusters and whatnot. But well, it, it just seems like, like this. Well, dude, it sounds like this bill is like a blank check. Yeah, a it forever blank check. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying, yeah. and I'm not saying that you know it wasn't a libertarian move. I just, it just seems weird that I, I've seen it. He's voted for other things. He's voted to fund other things, but yet this thing he decides. It just seemed like a weird move. I I'm, think I'm it not was a little odd. Too. Yeah, like, I, th- I agree with that. Like it just seems kind of like of bad optics. You know, yeah. I've been thinking about this kind of lately about the whole, you know, uh, Amash. Um, uh, Massey and Rand Paul type of Mike deal. Lee. Like, not even with so much. Well, yeah, with Mike Lee too. Like, I'm just thinking about how, like, the interactions with Trump. It's like, it's, I think, like, Amash was like, if it was like a circle of people and, like, like we're sitting here now, one of his people is just like Amash. And Amash is like, you know what? Fuck him. I'm done with him. I can't put up with this shit. Uh, you know what? Screw him. So, you know what? Cool. Whatever. You do this shit. I'm, I'm just going to be completely against you. Whatever. Where, like, Rand's like, no, nah, look, come on. We can work. Like, come on. We can work with them. We've had worse in office. Like, I think I can maybe whisper. Come on, man. Like, don't give up. Like, I can still kind of whisper here. Yeah, I'll, I'll sacrifice some things here and there. And I th- whereas Massey's just like, whatever. I'm just going to sit back a little bit and just whatever I'll, I'll st- whatever man like I, I can't go against them it, yeah. it's almost like it's like a group of people like that whole type of interaction of friends and I think there's a lot of things Rand's like look I gotta work this system like I have to work it like I have to pick my battles yep. and I'm known for being the fiscally, you know, fiscally conservative person in this, in this whole group of people like I know so I'm gonna take a stand where I can show that Maybe well, maybe if it's like so a weak position, like like uh, Arvin was talking about, where it was like he was making a stance where it's clear that hey, look, I'm going to be the lone person to vote against it because I know it's right, going to so it's not pass. going. It's yeah, it's going to pass regardless. I might as well just 
right. make a, a principled stand, which is also sort of like Weasley, because it's like, are you going to make a principled stand when it's, when it's like the swing vote and it's going to piss your party off? Or are you I, just going to make the principled stand when it's like... Uh, I believe I he's done might. that, too. I think they might. What's that? Bel- well, no, not, not Rand, but I mean, because um, in the Senate, uh, Republicans control it, so it's not like, mm. you know, 50-50. But in Congress, I'm pretty sure that like Massey and and um, Amash well, I'm not, have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not shitting on Massey. I'm I'm talking specifically about Rand. Oh. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't have that kind of pressure, right? I mean, yeah. I just I have my nine to five uh, maintenance worker job, and then you know on the weekends I come and and bullshit on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't have like all of that I have to deal with. He's got to deal with his district. Well, I mean his state, I guess. He's got to deal with everybody back at his state. He's got to deal with the Liberty Movement screaming at him. He's got to deal with the Tea Party screaming at him. He's yeah. got to deal with the establishment screaming at him. Then he's up in D.C. and he's got all these people he's got to work with. He's got to, he has to work with Trump, you know, trying to go to Iran. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm not saying like... I, so you that know. we don't have another war with a country that's like four times bigger than Iraq, yeah. you know, and like hates right. us. Like, I mean, look, he's definitely... Yeah, yeah. 1953, like, that's yeah. a lot, man. So I'm, I'm going to give him a, a, a lot of space. Like, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean... and. I'm not he's saying definitely he's a libertarian. Like, he's definitely at least like top five of like yeah. anybody in government right now. You know? Yeah, I at mean, like on you, that level, you, you want to name a more libertarian uh, U.S. senator, you know, go right ahead. But I mean, yeah. while while we have him there, like, I mean, you know, and there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, uh, I don't like how you voted on this or whatever. And we, yeah. we can say, hey, Rand, you, you made a bad call in there. But like, yeah, yeah. in all, like, we're, I'm, I'm still going to say, like, you're a decent human being. Like, you're not, I wouldn't call him a libertarian. Maybe like conservatarian or whatever yeah, like you know term you want to make up. Republican. Right, and he's he's clearly not his father. Yeah, uh, both both in his style and in his uh, political views. But at least I know that deep down inside, I mean, the, he's a good man. I think his philosophy might be close to his dad's. I just I always wonder like how how he executes it sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, I think that's their difference of opinion and how they execute it. And you know. Uh, Rand does get a, a certain result in that you know he was actually playing was Ron Paul ever playing golf with the president you know he getting to become like ambassador to some country and possibly prevent a war right you know uh, so there is something about Rand's strategy that that seems to be working some so yeah I, I give him props you know yeah I like him or at least we can hope yeah you know um, I, I'll tell you what the first time I, I heard Rand Paul it was uh, I think it was during like 2008 when Ron Paul was running and uh it was uh he he was just speaking someplace you know for his dad and i'm like whoa ron paul has a son and this guy and then he was honestly he was a better speaker than his dad was you know because ron paul he had a great message but he just wasn't the best speaker you know i, I like the speeches i mean i'm just saying he wasn't the best speaker mm. you know um and then uh Rand though he actually impressed me the first time i, I saw him uh, make a speech before he right. was ever in politics so uh yeah, um, he, he's been definitely doing some things. He's managed to get himself uh, elected and reelected, and you know, uh, hopefully, uh, prevent a war with Iran. Pretty cool, definitely. So yeah, I think that that's probably about it for tonight. Um, and I'd like to remind you guys, we have uh, T-shirts over at uh, LibertarianCountry.com. If you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a ten percent discount. Also, you know, if you could uh, rate us or review us on, uh, like, iTunes, that would be amazing. You know, maybe you want to help out, but you're strapped for cash. You know, if you could go and give us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. That would, yep. that would help us out tremendously. And until next time, live free or die. Stay this is break. The 
bread that is dead Drinking the flags of the tax bombs in red Was it by a few at the expense of the many Sold in the cards in the machine You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in dead point in a fine land It's not what the truth can bring them home Non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!